Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. That is Bonizi. And that is Fofo. And as you can see, we are not wearing our usual kicks. We got some new sneakers. We got some new heat today. Sa toong sapatos na to, hindi na lang slippers sa bahay. Yeah, we have on the Adidas X9000 sneaker line. I have the L2 specifically. And I have the L4 and it has helped so much with leveling up our game. That is hashtag level up your game. Oy. And it's also leveled up our workouts a lot since we're working out at home, hindi na tayo nakakapag-gym. And it's been so nice kasi new shoes, new workouts, nakaka-motivate. Yeah, and it's really interesting the design philosophy of the X9000 series because it is basically blending gamers and athletes' personalities in one. And that's into kind of us. Into technology also. Yeah, that's kind of us, isn't it? It is. Kasi we're gamers and we also like staying fit. But we also like tech at the same time. We can say we're athletes, Bones. We're active. We're active enough to say we're athletes. I think I'm a home workout athlete. <laughs> <laughs> and I guess what I like about it is that it really provides a lot of advanced technology and a lot of comfort for my feet, which I guess, you know, for our work from home status, that's one of the most important traits that I can look for in a shoe. Comfort is always important when we're working out and when we're taking a run outside or even just going throughout our day, diba? It's comfort, but... I also like to say, it's also nice to have a fashionable shoe that you can partner up with your outfits. Kahit nasabi mo, nakamas kayo, di nakikita yung mukha mo, basta importante, OOTD. Yeah, and when we're finally allowed to travel, I'm excited to start using these because they also have all weather and all grip traction. So on almost any surface or terrain, you can use these shoes. And like I said, they're very comfortable. Love it. And with that, we are moving on to the episode for this podcast. Bonizi, what is our topic today? Well, this is a topic that we talked about in our Letting Go episode, and it's about minimalism. Ah, people have minimal. been asking. People have been asking about this a lot. Yes, they have. They're like, how, how do you how do you minimalist po? <laughs> How do you stay minimal? Paano? Paano? Like, and especially because we're in an industry where everything everything is so extravagant. Diba? A lot of people around us like very extravagant things and they like having a lot of stuff. But for us, it's a shocker to a lot of people that we're the complete opposite of that. Yeah, when you think about it, show business is the business of showing and showing glitz and glamour and elegance and uh, to a certain extent, opulence that does catch eyeballs. And mm -hmm. catching eyeballs is kind of the name of the game when it comes to show business. Yeah. You need eyeballs. You're not showing anything if there's nobody watching the show. <laughs> so uh, what we're doing or what we're about to talk about at the very least goes a bit against the grain. Yes. But when you think about it, I think it can go hand in hand. It's just a different way of going about our business in this industry. For me, when I think about minimalism, I think of Marie Kondo. <laughs> okay, go, go. I'm curious where this is headed. I've never asked you that question. Okay, so minimalism for me, when I hear it, is having little but being happy with the little that you have. Okay, Okay, I can roll with that. I can okay. roll with that. What about that. you? Um, when I think about it, I've never really thought about it because I'm not super into the label thing. Okay. Because for me, when you put a label on something, it sounds kind of restrictive. 
I think kasi that people are a mix or a good blend of various labels and all shapes and sizes and not necessarily defined into just one. Okay. But for the sake of labeling, <laughs> let's do this. So if I were to try and define minimalism, I would say for me in my life, it's being able to appreciate what you have. And mm. not having things that you can't really appreciate. And I, I will get into that statement as this podcast goes along. But I guess my definition of minimalism is um, goes hand in hand with appreciation and gratitude. Okay, so if we go back to Marie Kondo, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people could really resonate with her or even just the guests. They could resonate with the guests on her show that I have so many things. My life feels so cluttered. What do I do and how do I get this in order? And I think a lot of us have been in that state also. That's why super naging famous yung show niya at that point. Mm-hmm. So was there ever a point in your life when you were like, wow, I really need to get things in order because I have too much stuff? Yeah, all the time. I, I, I always have that question, Bones. So even now that even now, our life is somewhat minimal. Because the moment you say that I have reached peak, well, as we're saying, peak minimalism, then that's as if you're saying that your life has stopped. Because life keeps on going on, at least in my head. So mm-hmm. because life keeps on going on, life keeps on throwing things at you. And it's up to you to kind of decide if these things that are being thrown at you are worth it to keep or not. Yes. So that question of saying, is this worth it? Should I keep this? What is my bare minimum to keep? That's a question that is asked all the time. Of course, I don't ask it every day. <laughs> I have like checkpoints in a year. Uh, so far, if I were try to put a schedule on it, maybe we'd ask that two to three times a year. I think nowadays, it's more like every two weeks because we get so many packages. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, because of work from home. From work and everything piles up, diba? Yeah, I guess that would be me. That would be how I would f- ask that question nowadays. It's not just a okay. one-time ask for me. It's yeah. a constant question that I I have to answer. Ako naman, before, like when I was in high school and even when we started dating, I never asked myself that. Okay. I never asked myself, how do I get things in order because I have too much stuff. At that point, I was happy with a lot of stuff because oh, okay. I didn't know if having less would make me happy. So you wanted a, a lot of stuff. I wanted a you lot wanted of stuff. You wanted everything. Like, I wanted like... You if, wanted to hoard everything. Like if I if I got like a t-shirt, I had to get it in all three colors. Hoard that bleep. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. And like since we're like our partner for today is Adidas... I would really have so many shoes. Do you remember in my house before you went to my room? In the hallway was a cabinet full of shoes. Oh my God, yeah. Okay, so it was a head-to-toe cabinet. Um, my mom built that cabinet. No, sorry. It wasn't a head-to-toe cabinet. It was a floor-to-ceiling to cabinet. It was probably the width of my arms when they're spread out. Longer. Longer, pa. But yeah, I remember that. Oh yeah. my God, that was probably at least 50 shoes, at least. At least, Fofo, because I had like shoe sponsors. I bought a lot of shoes that I needed for taping at that time. And you kind of needed like every kind of shoe because of the nature of our work. And I would just like keep all of them there. Kahit siguro nabubulok na yung sapatos ko, it was just still there. 
because I was like, sayang. Okay, so I have a couple of questions that will help us get to that point of minimalism. And it's also something that I want our listeners and viewers of the podcast to think about. Like, come and brainstorm with us here. So, what was one thing that you had before that you just couldn't throw out? Like, it was just always there in your room or in your closet, but you didn't have the heart to throw it out. No, I have one thing in my head, and it would be gadgets. Mm-hmm. And specifically, it would probably be like um, my old Game Boys or my cameras that that did not work anymore. Yung sirang sirana. Yung sirang sirana, but because of sentimental value, oh my God, doesn't everybody <laughs> feel that? Um, I took a photo with this camera. I took like photos <laughs> in like this country. This was my first Game Boy, even though wala na yung LCD, parang sunog na yata siya. Hindi na gumagana ilaw. I mean, you could barely recognize it from all the dirt on it. Um, but I, I, I would say those were the things, yeah, the, some of my older gadgets were things that I had, a, I had a hard time disposing of. For me, it had to be my old clothes. And in my closet, you would see like there were different piles. I had one pile in the corner, in the back, which were all of my t-shirts that I bought no high school. And I would wear them up until like, my early 20s, even to like recently before we gave a lot of clothes away for um, for like, I guess my relatives. But I still had those shirts and I just couldn't give it away. I don't know why because um, I never use them. But I was like, oh, like this was the shirt I bought when I got my first sueldo. Like I had that in mind. Oh my before. God, no, what, really? Yeah, like I had this, I had this shirt and it had hearts do you remember that shirt, this white shirt? And it had hearts all over it. And I couldn't get rid of it. If I have one shirt, though, that I kept. It's my gray shirt with the skull. Gotcha. I that remember. is a super old shirt. Super taganan I don't have any old clothes anymore. Your jersey's long. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fine. I do. I do. You're right. You do. You're right. I don't have any old going out shirts anymore. But you have like Yung your dad's pambahay, jersey. I yeah. still have my dad's jersey. Only because uh, he, they're still intact. So, hindi pa sila butas, hindi pa sila mm-hmm. wasak. So, that's why I still have them. But otherwise, nothing else. Like old suits, old jackets, wala na. So, we want to hear what our listeners have to say. So, put it in the comment section. What is one thing that you just could not throw out? And with that, I'm curious, Bones. This actually leads me to another question because you seem to attach a lot of memories to things and that became the reason why you couldn't throw mm-hmm. them away. How are things now for you? I think I attach myself to certain items now, but wow, I think I've really gone like 360 with this. Um, I've thrown away a lot of things that were somewhat sentimental to me, but when I realize like when I go over it again, I'm like, okay, I don't use this a lot. It doesn't have that much meaning and it's not functional in my life anymore. So now it's more about practicality. Do I have things now in our house that I used to have in my old room? Probably not. (laughs) Like barely anything, probably just clothes. Okay, so I guess we're slowly getting into our new mindset or your new mindset Mm -hmm. and my new mindset of having less or being happier with less. Yes. But before we get to that, I guess it's also nice to give a couple of examples of why 
we were who we were. Meaning, why do people put so much value in material things? Mm-hmm. And it's all for different reasons. You have sentimental value. You have maybe it's expensive. You have maybe it goes with your aesthetic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there are yeah, so yeah, many yeah. reasons. But I guess maybe we could share a couple of stories of you know how we felt before and why we would put so much value in these things that you know otherwise we would throw nowadays. For me, the number one thing would be sentimental value. Mm -hmm. And when I say this, it's even just like memories. Like I remember Fofo was telling me, why are you keeping this little thing? Like just because you got it in another country, it's a keychain, it's so bulokna. Why are you keeping it? Like it's just trash piling up in our house. And I realized you're right. Like I have these memories in my head of being in this place. I don't need like some broken little piece of garbage to remind me of those good times. I have pictures from when I was there. They're all digital now on my computer. And I didn't need to have such a small thing take up space in our living area. I have a really good example for you, Bones. Mm. So if you guys watched the vlog, I had a house tour of my very old house that was just recently sold. Um, So that was 20 plus years worth of living and Mm -hmm. memories and objects and things. And for my mom, there were a lot of old things maybe like four to five box balik bayan boxes worth of things from my dad who passed away back in 04 yeah and i remember distinctly asking her about this a couple of years ago mom what are you gonna do with all these boxes because she would never go through them (laughs) and she refused to throw them away but they were just collecting dust and these were frames of my dad certificates uh, medals, uh, just things that he accumulated over the years mm-hmm. of his own lifetime. And what happened to these boxes was that they resurfaced when we started to sell the house because we had to empty yeah. out the house. But the thing is, my mom was so tired and she was so sick of the moving out process because it's so tiring. 25 years of moving out of objects that you had to move out that's tiring so when i asked my mom again oh mom what are you gonna do with these five boxes she was like ah just throw it away (laughs) and that really shows you how much value she put on those objects Mm -hmm. because I, i guess to a certain extent it was just her mind saying oh no there's just a sentimental connection but the actual objects had no worth to her yeah i remember when you went through your attic yeah. And these were clothes that people didn't see for like probably more than 10 years. And we went through them, all the luggage bags one by one. And the clothes were beautiful, but they had like stains. They were they had holes in them. Like there were probably bugs living in the clothes already. And it was so sad to see. But I mean, hey, it just goes to show that these clothes were just sitting there and they had no owner technically. Yeah, and I guess going back to my story, it really just goes to show how much the value of an object really depends on how much you project the value to be. Mm-hmm. So at that point, my mom had so much energy to say, no, these objects trigger so many memories. But during a bad day, she was like, oh, it's worthless to me. So of course, maybe on another day, if she saw those items again, which she won't because she disposed of them already, <laughs> Um, she would probably say, oh yeah, these are so sentimental. These are priceless. Yeah. So it really just goes to show how much a person is in control of how they perceive the things that they have. And for me, it was okay to throw those away because 
even if you threw those away, the memories that my mom had of my dad, they weren't going to be thrown away. They were still going to be in her head. Yeah. So for me, that was the right move. It was just a good example of how, you know, different times and different times in our life really affect how we look at the objects that we carry. Another one is people keep things because it represents the hard work that they did. Yeah. For this accomplishment or for a certain thing, let's say um, you bought like a super expensive notebook, just an example, and you worked so hard to save up money for it. But the thing was, you weren't able to use that notebook and it was just sitting in a corner. So you're keeping it because you're like, oh, I spent so much money on that. Like I saved like for so long. But in reality, are you being efficient with it? Yeah, I guess uh, another story that I have when it comes to that kind of concept is uh, I've had a couple of friends who would do a teleserie, a teleserie for around 10 months, right? And that's 10 months worth of work. And almost everything nakinita nila dun sa teleserie, they would use it to buy a bag, a really expensive designer bag at the end of that show. And I can easily imagine that person saying that all my hard work is quantified in this bag. And to a certain extent, monetarily and financially, that's true. But if 10 years from that point, she looks at that bag and gutay gutay na siya, sirang sira na siya, and you really just need to dispose it already, yet you don't want to because you equate it to that one year of work. Uh-huh. For me, parang there becomes, um, there's conflict of interest na there. Eh. Kasi mm-hmm. wala na eh. It's served its purpose already. Yes. So just your hard work does not last forever. The value of your hard work. There's so much more hard work to do in the future and so many more objects and benefits to reap from that that it's okay to put down and put to rest the items that you've made the most out of already. You know, I've had moments like that where, especially after we did The Stepdaughters, shout out to everybody that watches The Stepdaughters, especially to everyone in Kenya that watches Stepdaughters. Hello. So we get a lot of messages from Kenya. Anyways, um, I thought, okay, after Stepdaughters, we worked so hard on this show. I really, really, really want to get this bag like what you mentioned. I remember. Okay, go. And I was really thinking of buying this bag, but I was like, hmm, I wonder how long I'm going to be happy about this and realize that, okay, I guess buying this bag won't make me immensely happy. So I think I'm just going to like let my money grow in the bank or maybe just put it somewhere else, else where it'll grow. Because if I buy that bag, at the back of my head, I was like, oh, I'm just making my money dwindle if I buy this. Okay, so two things. Uh, I have a story to share, but I want to comment on what you just said. I think it's natural for people to think that after a long period of working really hard, let's say for a teleserie for 10 months, there is this uh, urge urge to spend right away. And if Mm -hmm. you don't spend, it feels like you're not reaping your rewards. Or you're not rewarding yourself. Yeah, you're not rewarding yourself. But there are so many ways to reward yourself that doesn't necessarily need a lot of money. So I think this is this is probably for another podcast. Yeah. But I think it's important to note that sometimes pe- because of that urge, people spend without really thinking about their purchase and how important it is to them. So I got just a note because I've done it many, many times. Same. And I realize that I'm not happy with my purchase and I'm like, oh man, sayang naman, I could have spent this better. I could have been a bit more patient. 
you know, just to really figure out what do I want because yun nga eh, baka spur of the moment, you might not be able to get that one thing that maximizes your happiness. Wait, I'm curious. What was one thing that you splurged on after working super hard? I got myself an iMac and I already had a laptop. <laughs> it was so useless. I'm sorry, but that was useless. Wow. I had a laptop and I said, I want an iMac because it looks so cool. 27 inch, top of the line, fully specced out. And when I bought that, I still look at that moment and I'm like, darn, that was so useless. That was so redundant of me to do. Mm. Like, what am I going to do? Use the iMac and my laptop at the same time? Yeah. Ano yun? <laughs> I think one thing that I splurged on. Oh, this is after I won Miss World. I was like, this is my, my gift for myself. Oh, what was that? Oh, I don't remember. I bought a laptop. What laptop was that? Oh, you bought a laptop. Okay, what was wrong with that? Well, I bought this laptop. As in, yung high-end yung binili ko, diba? Okay. Don't you remember? I bought the bigger one. Gotcha. And I bought the one with like the higher RAM, etc., gotcha. etc. Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to edit videos on my travels. I'm going to document what happened. I didn't document. I didn't edit. And most of the time, I didn't even bring my laptop. Ah, nanghinayang ka doon? Oo, nanghinayang ako. Yeah, Bonizi wasn't super into production yet. No, she wasn't into production I, no, no. at all. I was because I had come from school. Diba? Yeah, but at you weren't producing anything. I didn't know how to produce efficiently. So when I did my first video, I was like, wow, this is tiring. And then I stopped. <laughs> and I guess just to close off this uh, particular segment of the podcast, I want to talk about another story which happened just a few days ago. So announcement, Bonizi and I just recently quit Ragnarok Mobile. This Ouch. is a game that we've been playing for two years and we've made so many friends and so many memories. This is our first game that we played together intensely and competitively <laughs> with so many other people who also became our friends, our workmates. In real life. In real life. So, so many, so many memories and so many relationships forged through this game. And we just decided it was time to move on. Mm -hmm. So, without getting too much into the specifics... Um, in life, things are always changing. So sometimes the constant things that were there, which is like Ragnarok, which fit us, which fit our lifestyle for the past two years, all of a sudden, because our lives are moving forward, it doesn't fit as well anymore. And we realized that. We talked about it. We really tried to see how we felt about it. And at the end of the day, we came to the conclusion that it just didn't fit our current lifestyle anymore and as sad as that is this is going to be an ongoing process and something that we will always go through in life mm -hmm. not just with ragnarok with with school yeah with, with work with sports with work with friendships it happens you all of a sudden realize that with relationships with relationships you just ah. all of a sudden realize that something so constant in your life for so many years doesn't constantly fit you anymore and that's what we felt. <laughs> so that's what we felt with Ragnarok. Sadly. This connects directly to the topic of this podcast because it's part of letting go. If we kept on playing Ragnarok, it would suddenly feel like a chore. And we wouldn't enjoy it as much. There because be the reason why we played it is because we enjoyed it so much. And then it just came to a point that we were like, oh, yeah, we have to do this. Oh, like, don't forget this. Like, this is your task for today. So it felt like a chore. 
and as empty as we feel right now because you took out a constant in our life for the past two years, we're also aware and we've known already, we've gone through this, that there will be something else that will replace that. Just like in a breakup, it may not seem like you'll find love again. Yeah. <laughs> but you will because that's part of life. You go through life and it just throws you all sorts of different curveballs here and there. And all of a sudden, you realize you find yourself you're happy again. You know, life goes on. We improve. But for some reason, the devs in Ragnarok have not improved yet. Yeah, you, you know what? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to put it out there. No, hindi lang sila. They've been improving, Bones. Come on, they've been they've been adding so much content. It's just that all the new content doesn't fit our lifestyle. You know why? Because they make content that will make them earn money eh, ganun and talaga. make everyone luge. Ganun talaga. Wala tayong magagawa. That's, That's their the business. Baby. That's their baby. Okay, fine. Okay, we're just there to enjoy it. <laughs> and yeah, I think that closes up the stories and the segments for this part. And with that, I would like to go back to our sponsor for this podcast. For this podcast episode, we're partnered up with Adidas and we have their new line of shoes, the X9000. I'm wearing the L4 and Mikael is wearing the L2. And right beside me, I have the L1 and the L3. So the black one is the L1. And I would say that it's perfect if you're starting your fitness journey because a lot of us aren't used to having like heavy workout shoes it's very lightweight it's easy to use and if you're like running for the first time working out for the first time I think it's a shoe that would fit your lifestyle perfectly. If you've been following me on Instagram, you know I love my sneakers. Yes. I love that yes. heat. Oh, man. And I like these. So I, I've grown to appreciate different kinds of sneakers. And I've grown to figure out which one fits my look mm -hmm. and my style. And I really like these... Um, L2s. I really like these L2s that I have on at the moment because they fit my driving look, <laughs> my driving outfits, my workout outfits, and I would use them to casually go out. <laughs> So I really like the look. Uh, over here are different other colorways for the L4s. If you're feeling adventurous. If I'm feeling a bit more adventurous, but I already know what my go-to colorway is going to be. It's going to be these. So all black with a nice infrared red accent. Usually, I'm the type of person that wears all white or all black. But I love the L4s because they have like a spark of color in them. And if I'm just wearing my plain outfits, it'll really brighten up the mood. Or if I'm wearing something very colorful like this jacket, jacket I have. The L3s over here, these white L3s, they're super stylish. I'm going to bring them over because there's a lot of people that really like that monochrome look, you know, all white or all black. So I think it's a very OOTD perfect kind of shoe. Yeah. And just before we get back to the podcast, some uh, quick looks at some of the material that they use. They have some reflective lining in some of these shoes, mm -hmm. which I think is very cool because when we take OOTDs, they look really nice. When no, you and a it's flash. also helpful. When you had a flash. I like yeah. it. Well, I like the look. That's that's what I was focusing on. And at the same time, the sock liners in some of these shoes are algae based, which make them more sustainable. sustainable. And that is a growing theme for me and Bonizi because we definitely we definitely support sustainability practices. And with that, we go back to our podcast topic, which is minimalism. So I think a lot of people are wondering, if we talk about minimalism and making that transition into being a minimalist per se, how do we do that? Okay, so this is the part where I kind of define what is minimalism to me. Okay. And I said this a while ago, how do I define it? 
and I define it more like how do I appreciate the things that I have mm-hmm. so rather than calling it minimalism which I don't particularly agree with because it's, it kind of boxes you into this one hole that for me doesn't apply to anybody what do you mean one hole? like to say you're a minimalist parang nakakahon ka na sa isang persona na for me hindi naman yun totoo everybody is a mix of various labels and definitions that make you unique but also people have different like for us we feel like we are living at a minimal you know kind of lifestyle yeah, we could but for other people it could seem extravagant or it could seem like we have a lot of stuff like ano minimalism sinasabi mo dami mong nag-abubot diyan sa gilid exactly that's why i i don't particularly like the label minimalism because it's such a re- relative term okay so I would like to kind of redefine that for this podcast and say that for me personally, I view our style of minimalism, mm-hmm. quote unquote, to be how I appreciate and measure the gratitude that I have for the things that I have around me. Sorry. That was great, Fofo. <laughs> <laughs> so should I explain that? Yes, please. Okay, so here we go. Let me use my two stories a while ago. So first thing is the iMac. So I bought an iMac when I already had a laptop. Mm -hmm. And that basically made that desktop redundant. So this will be a recurring theme in how I evaluate whether I'm going to keep something or dispose it. If it's redundant in my life. So I know I have a lot of friends who buy several laptops and then several cameras and then several TVs. But the thing is, as a human being, you only have two sets, of, one set of eyes, <laughs> uh, one set of hands and feet, and you can only put your attention into one device at a time. And when you realize that, and you realize that you're not making the most out of the secondary and tertiary devices, unless you have a unique situation as a professional, mm-hmm. then... Sayang naman yung pera nilinalagay mo dyan. So that's when I started discarding gadgets and high-value items that I didn't need. And I would sell them. So right now, I have one laptop na lang. I sold everything else that made that redundant. Even with the cameras, I sell what I don't use because para sa akin, sayang eh. And that's a running theme for me with all the choices that I make. Do I have something at home that does this for me if i buy this object then that means i have to dispose of something and on the flip side however there are places where i guess i splurge a little bit so where you are redundant yeah where i am (laughs) redundant uh and that's with my cell phones so i have my main phone which is my work phone uh and i don't like keeping my games on that phone because one you kind of ruin and drain the battery if the phones are on all the time and you ruin and drain the lcd or the led if it's on all the time so luckily enough i've been fortunate enough to work with uh, various cell phone brands that gave me cell phones specifically oppo Mm -hmm. so they gave me two phones and instead of disposing of them or giving them away i decided to use them for my games so i have two idle games that run 24 7 on those and what that does it it saves me from creating a lot of wear and tear on my main work phone which is the most important one that i have hashtag buy a game for a phone hey wait no no, no i'm no, kidding no, no. i'm kidding no at you least work. i'm honest at you least i'm honest and that's also why i didn't want that minimalism tag because i'm i'm, I'm not that, i don't think i am yeah there are th- 
parts of your life or your lifestyle that aren't at that minimalist level. Yeah. I guess for me naman, like what's really helped me is Mikael. Because si Fofo, he was there before Marie Kondo <laughs> had her show on Netflix. He was the Fofo Kondo. The Marie Fofo. And he was the one really teaching me, okay, Bones, you need to realize what's important to you in your life. You need to realize what's functional and something that you always use so that you know what to keep at home. Especially at that point when we weren't living together and we didn't share a home together. You were like, I'm not gonna like move into a house with you if you have like all this junk that you don't even use. So that was a great realization for me and it really helped me into segregating things that I needed from things that I barely even used. So my first tip, I guess, would be, you know, watching Marie Kondo does help. I mean, it's up to you if you wanna, you know, talk to your house before you start this process. Oh, she talks to her house. I've never watched it. So parang like at the beginning they're like speak to your house and say thank you. So you always say thank you for the things that you have before you dispose of it. Parang it's your way of being grateful. Now at one point this was an important thing in your life and you were thankful for it. But sadly you don't want to use it anymore or it's not useful. So it's up to you if you want to do something like that. But it really helped put me into perspective. Okay, having that joy when you have this item in your hand is so important because what if it doesn't make you happy and you're just keeping it because, oh yeah, I bought that when I was 14. I'm 25 now. So yeah, just having that joy when you're trying to go through your things is really important, I think. Another practice that we have here at home that is a bit more mind-blowing I would say mm -hmm. we've mentioned this, but we can go into detail about it already. I guess would be three things. So it's actually three super simple things, but I think people have a tendency, or at least my family have the tendency to not do it. So the first one is what I've mentioned before, which is selling 90% of her clothes twice a year. Yeah. So we go from a full pile of clothes to around a six-inch high pile mm -hmm. of clothes. And we only keep the clothes that we know we're going to use a lot. Yeah, I think the only exception there would be winter jackets that we would use for traveling because mm -hmm. that would be so expensive investing on winter jackets every year. Yeah, and we try to make sure that, okay, is the quality of this, you know, of this piece of clothing still okay? Uh, the longest piece of clothing that has lasted with me our workout clothes. I use them all the time, but if you make sure that you get good quality workout clothes like Adidas, then you know that it's going to last you a long time. Yeah, and uh, one man's uh, trash is another man's treasure. We actually either sell the items or we give them to relatives that might need it. We donate our clothes to GMA Kapuso Foundation as well. And we just try to look for various places where clothing is needed. Yeah, and at the same time, uh, that goes both ways. Uh, secondhand items are a huge thing for me and Bonizi. Yeah, we like buying secondhand stuff. Secondhand is like a sale forever because it's a you get it at around fifty percent off, sometimes eighty percent off. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you have some real steals. Like I said, one man's trash is another person's treasure. Um, I've gotten uh, I've gotten jackets. I've gotten shoes that friends don't want to use because they don't know how it looks. A lot of our furniture at home is secondhand. A lot of our furniture is secondhand because. Our Cars. I mean, 
your items only stay new for what? The first couple of days, couple of mm-hmm. weeks. After a while, wear and tear, life happens. Scratches, dogs peeing on your furniture. Oh, no. You dropping coffee on your furniture. Uh, they eventually add blemishes to your furniture. So buying them secondhand just, I guess, speeds up that process. But at the same time, it's just so much more efficient, at least for us. At least when you buy it secondhand, that's like the condition. It, it will eventually be. be in. Yeah. And I guess one more thing that I would like to touch on uh, is redundancy. We're more quality over quantity. And this is a change that happened over time. So when we first met, we weren't like this. No, not at all. Like we would just like enjoy going shopping. Uh, well, I was enjoying going shopping a lot before. I guess another aspect of our life where we try to really minimize redundancies is with our cars. So Bonizi and I have one car each. And there were times when we had three cars, but we automatically realized that it's so difficult making the most of your cars mm-hmm. when there are just two of you. So if you have three cars and there are two of you, automatically there's going to be one that's going to be left out. Yet you still have to maintain it. You still have to take care of it. You still have to wash it. You want to make it look nice. But then. So we decided that, oh my God, having more cars than you need, which is usually just one-to-one. Of course, this changes maybe when you yeah. have kids. But... Having more cars than you need is such a huge inefficiency in life. And that's one of the things which we kind of discarded right away. And we realized that most especially during the lockdown period. Because we weren't able to drive around. We weren't able to use our cars. And thankfully, we sold one car during that time. So we're pretty lucky that we were still able to sell, you know, a car during this difficult time. But I mean... it. It was like one of our garage sale moments, except on a larger scale. Yeah. Anyone can give you tips and tricks on how to be minimal or how to live a minimal lifestyle. But of course, there's always a motivation behind it. Why do you want to live minimal or why do you want to have this kind of lifestyle? And we want to share with you guys why we chose to live on the non-grand scale or why we chose to live in a, I guess, simpler kind of life. Relatively speaking, relatively, relatively yeah. speaking, of course. Uh, for one, for practical reasons, we have more space at home. We're not, uh, we don't have balik bayan boxes of items and balik bayan boxes of other boxes because mm-hmm. I think people have a tendency to really keep boxes all the time. And it gives us more space to breathe in the house. We're able to appreciate each space, the living room area, the dining room, and even our storage room. It's really just a place where we keep things that aren't in use. Because let's say, for example, um, the, the Your mixer. my mixer, I mean, I'm not going to keep that on the kitchen counter the whole time because where are we going to prep for our food? So we keep that in the storage area and only bring it out when needed. The next thing is that everything in this house is used. So there isn't anything lying around just for decoration or just because, oh yeah, that looks nice there. Maybe I'll use it like next month. Everything is practical and we're able to use that efficiently. Yeah, and that's an ongoing discussion. It's not like you say, okay, we'll discard everything we don't use. In one year, you will inevitably uh, start accruing things new things for your house and new objects and you'll have to ask that question again what are the objects here that we use and don't use and because things always change in your life Mm -hmm. life is ever changing 
uh, it's a discussion that we will continue to have even in the future. The next is that there's no baggage when it comes to your items. I'm sure there are items where you probably had from your ex. Lol, why do you still have that, girl? Like, throw that away. You don't need that baggage in your life. So thankfully, we don't have baggage at home. We don't have things that'll probably make us sad or make us reminisce about things that aren't even important to our lives anymore. So that is also another reason why we choose to have less. Yeah, to kind of hit the nail on the head and to concisely summarize how we go about minimizing the things that we have at home, we do not attach memories to objects. I think some people say they like it for the sentimental value and they use an object like a picture frame or a certificate or a super rusty, dusty medal from grade school. They use that as a trigger point to trigger memories. But the thing is, those memories are always going to be there. And okay, it's possible that without that medal, those memories will never ever be triggered. But you have to know that in the future, Every single day, you're going to be making more memories. And it's nicer for us, at least, to look forward to those new memories that would make, we would make rather than holding on to old memories. Old memories are what they are. They're old. They're things that have happened already. And for me, I find more excitement in the future than having to reminisce the past. At least that's just how we do it, at least. And last but not the least, the reason why we chose to live like this is because it saves us money. We're a lot more, of money. A lot of money. Because we're more practical with what we want to buy. We do a lot of research and we see, okay, does this have warranty? Is it something that we can use long term? If it breaks down, are we going to be able to replace it? So it's a process for us buying things. We don't just go to the store and say, oh yeah, I want this, 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 and this. It's a process. And we keep things in our cart to do research later on before checking out. And with that, we move on to our loaded question of the week. So the loaded question is, does minimalism make us happier? Can I answer this first, Bonizi? Okay. Uh, the reason why I want to answer this first is because I don't agree with the loaded question. But does what we do, does what we do, our style of living make us happier? Because our style of living is not necessarily minimalism. No, it isn't necessarily. So does our style of living make us happier? The answer is a resounding yes. Because this is something that we work for. This is something that, something that Megan, that Bonizi and I would always talk about. And this is the kind of lifestyle that makes us happy right now. And I make that disclaimer because like I said, there are always changes in life. I mean, if we have a baby, that's a huge change. And we'll have to reassess things again. Maybe we reassess how we appreciate things, how we spend our money, how we keep things, how we discard things. So these things are always a moving target when it comes to life. But at this very moment, I can say that I'm very happy with how we've been able to live our lives. And hopefully we can keep finding this sweet spot in the future. I agree. I completely agree that it has made us happier people. But on the flip side, I'm going to like go the other way, the other, you know, end of this happy moments. Choosing to live a different lifestyle can be stressful. Yeah. And I say this from experience because 
when I was struggling to really think, okay, do these items make me happy? There really was a struggle. Like it didn't happen. Uh, oh yeah, it makes me happy. I'll throw it away. No, I was like, Fofo, I don't want to throw this away because I want this item in my house. It reminds me of, you know, these moments and it's hard to let go of that in the beginning and it can cause stress, especially if you have people that have that mindset already. Yes, you did have that mindset already, Fofo. And he was trying to make me understand that you don't need a lot of things to be happy, but you're not going to get that right away. You're not going to feel that right away. What I'm saying is be aware of your emotions because you will probably feel a roller coaster of emotions. You'll go up and down with it. Sometimes you'll be happy. Sometimes you'll second guess yourself na, should I really have thrown that out? Does it really make me happy that I threw it out? So you will feel all of this and it's okay because you will find out what works for you and what makes your life happier and more efficient. Can I touch on that? Yeah, that was a beautiful answer, Bonizi. I really like that. Um, just to kind of like piggyback on what Bonizi just said, if there are people out there who watch um, Marie Kondo or all these lifestyle hack videos that are out there, it's true. If you are suddenly one person and you see something on YouTube or on Netflix and want to be or have that lifestyle, if you suddenly just do that in one day, you're going to cause so much stress. It's going to okay, be so up. jarring to you. Kaya nga sabi ni Marie Kondo, don't do everything in one day. Choose an area and stick to that area. Once you're done, then you move on to the next. And you'd be surprised, even on the opposite end of that spectrum, if you suddenly want to live a life of opulence and you have the financial means to do so, don't expect that that's going to be absolutely amazing right away. Yeah. Okay, any change that you have in your life takes time to kind of simmer into your mindset, into your soul. <laughs> into, it has to marinate into, in into you. Into your feelings. <laughs> and then you have to be able to have that awareness to realize, is this really making me happy? Because mm -hmm. sometimes people, you know, suddenly find so much money and live a life of opulence and you've heard it so many times. They're like, why am I not happy? And then others, the man try to be very minimalist and realize why do I feel like I have nothing I don't feel happier but that's what people always say that I would feel so it's nice to be aware of all the different ways you can live your life and you kind of just pick the aspects that you like try it out and see if it fits if it doesn't fit then you can always work towards having that fit in your life or trying out something else I think it kind of goes hand in hand with our reason for doing hashtag behind relationship goals we're not here to like tell everyone uh, this is how you should live your life we're telling stories about how we live our own lives and if you feel like something that we said resonates with you or something that you're willing to try then by all means please try it out but we're just here telling stories yeah good job bonizi high five and with that, we have come to the end of Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. Quick reminder, of course, our sponsor for this podcast is Adidas with their beautiful X9000 series sneakers, Ooh. which we have right in front of us right now and to our side and the other side and Soba enjoying her <laughs> nice little nap. Uh, I guess a quick point about the X9000 series. It is basically the personality of these sneakers is all about blending gamers and athletes and you would with think, technology 
And you would think that these two personalities are so different, but nowadays they easily and seamlessly blend together. Yeah, because you have gamers that pro gamers that train like athletes. Like they have schedules and like they do things just like ath- just like athletes. So they constantly train. And then you have athletes that want to be gamers. Naman. Like <laughs> you have the pro stories. NBA players who want to be gamers during <laughs> their off season. So in this day and age. It seems like there is such a huge overlap between gamers and athletes, and that is why Adidas came out with, and that is why Adidas came out with this X nine thousand series to be able to emphasize the blending of these mm-hmm. things. Yeah, because the shoes they're born from sport, they're designed with data, and they're also three D printed and precisely tuned. Yeah, so interesting. I like that Ponizi because yeah, at first. Sneakers were made for sport, but now they are fine-tuned and engineered with data. Mm-hmm. To make it more efficient. Exactly. To make your training more efficient. So if you want to take your gaming and active lifestyle to the next level, you know what sneakers to wear from Adidas. And with that, that is the end of the podcast. We want to thank everybody for listening to our episode of Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. If you have any comments, please email us at behindrelationshipgoals at gmail.com. You can also put that in the comment section if you have any comments. And also, please do not forget to like and subscribe to our YouTube channel and where else can you find us? Additionally, you can find us on Spotify. We get so many questions on whether we are on Spotify or not. Yes, Behind Relationship Goals and all the episodes are on Spotify for your listening pleasure. And with that, I am Bones. And I'm Fofo. And this is Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. Thank you so much for reaching the end of the podcast. Goodbye. Congratulations.